Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Noble Relating, the podcast of the new paradigm, where we talk about all things polyamory. Uh, so this week, I got another special guest, um, a main man, a homeboy, another uh, peaceful warrior, um, a man I know in the uh, poly community, you know, doing his thing, trying to grow and support these women as best we can. Uh, everybody, please welcome my, my guest this week, man, Jake. Hey everybody! Hey, hey Jay. So, how you doing, man? How's how's life been going for you? Before we get into it, uh, life is good. Life is good, man. Uh, just came back from uh, Vegas, uh, not last week, but the week before, to celebrate my birthday. I just turned forty-one. So, right, happy birthday! Thank you. So, um, now I don't really know a lot of a lot a lot about you personally, um, and I think this would be a good time for you know me to get to know you as well as the audience um, in general. Um, so, first off, can you tell me uh, a little bit about yourself? Like, um, like, are you poly? Are you married? You know, what's your status? Yeah, so I um, I'm polyamorous. I've been polyamorous now for um, I want to say close to seven years. Okay, uh, that's my journey began my journey uh began uh right before i moved from la to new york and um it really has evolved i would say over the years um just in learning you know kind of my own desires and needs and then uh translating that into the world you know in terms of behavior how how i should move what i should and shouldn't do um you know and then later on um huge shifts in terms of you know finding my own masculinity and how that relates to being polyamorous and then uh, a credit to both Kenya K. Stevens and Rakim Sekou and learning the uh choice paradigm uh mm-hmm. that was a super shift for me in terms of relating because um I understood now why I was kind of a co-creator and creating um things i didn't want in terms of you know just trying to uh have relationships begin um i'm not married never been married marriage is not something i um aspire to mm. uh, just because I, i'm not with all of the the societal norms i never really believed in that um even even when i was uh monogamous i just didn't I, I saw no no benefit to that it was kind of like uh, watching everybody jump off the cliff and people are asking why everybody says well that's just what you do and so I, I was, that, <laughs> that was a red flag a huge red flag for me like nope I, I, I don't care if I'm against the grain or not um, I'm not going to do that and even before then um, as a teenager growing up you know I was like many black folks in in the church so you know I, i'm hearing these stories about you know waiting to get married and it sounded good to a degree but i'm like there's there's just some fundamental things wrong you know i just intuitively felt like i, I just i don't think the creator wanted that for us you know it, it didn't make sense you know suppose you get with someone and then you're not sexually compatible so mm-hmm. you're supposed to spend your entire life trying to figure that out, you know, or you're supposed to be in, you're both supposed to be in misery, you know, because you're not feeling each other that way. That 
nah, I was like, nah, I can't, we can't do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, uh, the last seven years as I become polyamorous, every year it's, um, it's really been about self growth first and foremost. Um, just trying to be a better human being, uh, right. and then, and then a better man. Um, and then as I've kind of taken those two things and ran with them, uh, it's just opened me up to to be in a much better space to uh, help myself and then serve the the feminine uh, so that they can be as free as as possible and become their best selves. Mm, okay, so you would identify more as like solo poly, I'm guessing, right? Yes, sir. I um, there are aspects of kitchen table poly I love, like in terms of community, which means like. You know, my partners can live around me, but um, I wouldn't. I don't want to cohabitate. I don't want <laughs> y'all can come over anytime, but I don't. I don't want that. I don't want that burden. Um, I don't. Yeah, I just. I personally, I just feel like I like my own space. Um, the things I feel I'm called to in life kind of require me to have my personal autonomy and freedom you know um and so me trying to do the co is i mm. i don't want anybody telling me what to do and i just i like to come and go as i please i like to you know um you know i like my freedom i, I hear all these stories about the men and women you know where, where it's almost like wait didn't you it's like their parents again i was like well didn't you leave your house so that you can be on your own so you can have your own kind of autonomy you know mm-hmm. and so um, but I want to make it clear that I respect anyone who does those things. I respect anyone who gets, uh, who chooses to marry, uh, who feels or who feels that monogamy is something that that benefits them. Um, last year, my best friend he got married. I was his best man. So you know, I'm I'm for anyone. I fully support anyone that does that. But I know that's not mm-hmm. that's not my truth. That that won't that won't allow me to to be best expressed in the world going on that road. So it seems from hearing what you're, what you're saying, you kind of closely associate um, marriage with monogamy. Have you not ever considered being married and polyamorous, still being able to have you know, your freedom? Or is that- oh yeah, and, and that, you know, to be honest with you, my first true polyamorous experiences were from folks who were married. They, I have to give uh, uh, some of my friends some credit um, her name is Kelly. She's uh, in the polyamorous community in the Northeast. She's been pretty prevalent, but it's kind of chilled out the last few years due to COVID and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But her and her then husband, um, they kind of gave me the groundwork for being polyamorous. They kind of taught me really about how to relate with people as people first, you know, um, and then how to express yourself authentically so that um, you're not in your feelings if, you know, for example, if a woman doesn't choose you, you know, mm-hmm. you know how to move forward and kind of put your energy out to, to, to the women that are choosing you. And then two, um, how, you know, how you can develop friendships, which later may turn into something romantic, not necessarily with the people you're friends with, but with their friends um or colleagues who are also polyamorous mm-hmm. and i thought that was a viable lesson because that grounded me 
And then the other thing too was, um, and I know you can attest to this, is learning in polyamory, intimacy is, I think, flows far more easier than it does in um, many monogamous situations. Uh, I, I, like I'd never seen that before, like the flow of intimacy, how people, they touch one another, um, but nobody's in their feelings, you know? Um, but even then, going back to your original question, um, I saw, I, was, I, I liked it. I said, okay, I like the dynamics. I love the family atmosphere, but I still like my space. And then that's where I had to search and say, well, what would really work? I had to come to the fact that I was solo polyamorous. It didn't just kind of click right away. You know, I had to kind of evolve to become solo polyamorous. Did you feel like you were supposed to were you still kind of like drinking the sauce, quote unquote, where you felt like you were supposed to be poly to be married? And like it took you a while to really embrace that you wanted to be solo poly and like that's how you you wanted to well, move? To be honest, like first it was first it was more like man, I could have all these women. You know? <laughs> that, that's where mm-hmm. I started. I'm like, finally, I, I can just embrace maybe that primal aspect of self. Right, right. And I'm like, well, this is who I was for as long as I can remember. You know, I remember in when I went to, to junior high school, I liked like four or five girls at the same time. And I had no shame. I was like, yeah, I like her. I like over there, you know, and I would, I would, now I would compartmentalize like in my head, you know, maybe at this time I'm liking a certain girl over there, but you know, I thought about that and I, I just thought I was how authentic it was. And then the same thing in high school and I, and I would see little things that would confirm it. Like, like in elementary school, for example, you only get like one type of food, but in junior high and high school, you got options. What do you want? You want this, you want that, you know, the variety. And I was like, this is me. That's, that's who I am. That I, I resonate with that. Um, but actually you know with regard to marriage um i still saw like how it was different and better because first of all poly people are not conforming in a lot of ways to the societal norms you know you see um you know you just look at you know rakim in kenya you know rakim just got a second wife and he did the whole ceremony but it still wasn't even in the traditional ways that we uh the u.s society would consider um marriage so those things i thought were all appealing but then you know i just discovered that's not that's not my truth that's not me now i will say um that doesn't mean i don't want to ride or die or ride or dies i should say or uh you know i i i still want that Mm -hmm. um I just want more than one. That's all, <laughs> you know. Um, but I don't want to go through the whole traditional route. Uh, you know, I just thought, I just, I just, to me, I just fundamentally thought that there's a whole bunch of stuff that was just off-putting. Um, you know, with I guess traditional marriage, like folks paying ten, twenty, thirty thousand for their marriage, but you living in an apartment. 
Right. So, um, what, for you, you know, being poly, being like and embracing your truth, which I think that's very powerful to be able to admit that, you know, I think a lot of guys feel, you know, like they're looked at a certain way if they're considered themselves to be solo poly or whatnot. Um, and, and I think it's really dope that you're like able to like, you know, really embrace, embrace that. But for you, what was like, how do you express that to women that you're relating with? Because I know a lot of times when I've heard people talk about the perception they have of solo poly is like you're just really out here trying to be a player. You're just really trying to like, you know, you're not really there for girls for real, for real. Like, how do you circumvent that type of um, narrative if being solo poly is your truth? Oh, there's a couple of ways. Um, you know, as being a peaceful warrior, I think you know this well. I... I, I and when I say this, I don't mean it in any way demeaning uh, to women, but I mean, um, I use a system, you know, um, um, and um, it's more about seeing women to understand them. And that takes time, not, not, not on every woman, but, you know, it takes time to see if they're first, if they're really choosing you. I think that's the hugest roadblock that, that messes up a lot of men. You're going after women that aren't going after you and mm-hmm. didn't choose you initially. So you're you're already you're already behind the eight ball. But once you know that they really dig you, then um, you know, for me, I I just say my truth immediately. Hey, I'm I'm a polyamorous man. You know, this doesn't mean that I'm with all all the women of the world, you know. Personally I don't know how I would handle that, but <laughs> um but it doesn't mean I, I, I have other women in my life or I can or I might be with other women in my life um, as I relate with you. The other thing that I, I, I don't think a lot of men do is, is speak on the double-edged sword of that. I'm all about empowering women. So as soon as I say that, I'm also like, but this also is extended to you. You are also free. You are also can date or be with whatever um, men that you you choose, um, because there might be things that, as you relate with me, maybe you feel I can't provide, or maybe you do feel I provide them, but you just want more variety. I'm okay with that, you know, as long as we have a, a conversation and you know we protect ourselves, you know, sexually, and it's it's all it's all good. Um, so that's the, the, the stance I have. Um, and I'm okay with walking away if she doesn't like that or, or, or that's not her truth. I'm not there to, to make someone um, come to my truth. Um, but I'm telling you where I'm coming from so that we can better relate. You know, I don't know if that fully answered the question, but. Well, yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, one thing that you did say just now is that you know you felt like you do want to ride or die you just wanted more than one of them you know as a solo poly man what does a ride or die look like for you like because you're not it's not going to be like life type or traditional sense is this somebody that you would live with or somebody who's just coming by a couple of days a week like how would that you, you see what i'm saying like what would that setup be yeah, yeah so i uh uh woman that was on your podcast before fee i joked with her I think a couple of years ago when I first met her, what that would look like, but I meant it. Like, 
I, I, I do believe in community. You know, I, I feel that whether you're monogamous or polyamorous, people who live in, in you know, nice sized communities tend to live longer, period. Because you have people around you that care about you and you're in commun- you know, communion with them. But it doesn't mean you live in the same house. It just means like you live, I live here and you live next door, or you live across the street or, you know, a mile or two away or something. And so that's the vision I have that all those who relate with me, they live near me. Um, you know, some might live next door, some might live around the corner, some might live, you know, a couple of miles away, but um, they all live near me or I live near them, you know, so we're, we're in close proximity to each other. Um, the preference is to relate with, you know, women who are already uh, settled. You know, by that I mean maybe they already have a partner or two. Um, this way, I'm you know they're not solely relying on me for for all the emotional support. They're kind of balanced. Um, that's kind of the vision I had. You know, mm-hmm. being with partners who already have partners and they're settled. So when it comes to me and them, we just we're solely relating, and then we can build from there. Um, and what building looks like is. Uh, whatever we find that um, would make us great you know maybe she's in maybe one partner she's into my vision and so she supports that and so she gets behind me um, and then I I would take I guess the the king role and not honor that or maybe in a, with another partner um, you know her vision is 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 uh, more empowering so I support her in that you know um that's that's the vision I had um you know I also that also means if if they have children they're still well you know everybody's welcome to you know my space um you know that's but it but it's it was always with everyone having their own um their own dichotomy or with your, your own home if you will Right. I just think it, it. I just think it brings a different dynamic. You know, like it. It kind of it puts. I I feel it puts both partners to be responsible. Like, um, as as a woman, you have the support you need to really, um, help help your queendom. Right now, from now I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this question just from the perspective of somebody who maybe aren't isn't really in the poly like me. You know what I'm saying? Um. Because I understand what you're saying and what you're talking about, but just for the average listener, I hear what you're saying and being like, okay, well, he sounds like he just really wants to be like a side dude. He just doesn't really want to commit. Um, and he's not really down with these women for real, for real. So in response to that, my question for you to like kind of kind of write that would be with you having like your own setup and knowing people could come in and out of your space or whatnot. Like, how do you see yourself as a solo poly man benefiting the women who choose you? Like what, what are you bringing to them to make them want to come there? Like, why would someone choose you? Yeah. Like, are you just like a good time? Um, are you like, Uh, like, what is it that they would be getting? Yeah, let's, let's dive into that. Um, you know, uh, I, I think 
you and uh, Gabby spoke before about serving, what it means uh, to serve. Um, it depends on what the woman needs. Um, for one woman, that might mean um, I'm a good time and I'm okay with that. I'm not. Um, I'm not trying to be more than that. For another woman, it might it might be uh, support. Um, for another woman, it, it might be she wants to grow something with me. As a matter of fact, that might be all the women. They might they might want to grow something. They may want to uh, create something. Um, for me, as a man, it's important to know what you can give and what you can't give. Uh, I think a lot of people, regardless of whether you're monogamous or polyamorous, get into relationships not knowing who they are, not knowing what they can give. If you cannot give a woman marriage uh, or the things that are required of marriage in terms of uh, long-term commitment, you should not ever be with any woman like that. You should not steer her in that direction because that's not who you are, you know? Um, and that's that's my truth. I'm, I can't give any woman that wants that um, long-term, I'm taking care of the kids all day or, you know, the, that kind of family, uh, central family aspect. Right, the day-to-day -day domestic stuff, you're saying that that's not really some something that you would step into because that's not really who you are it's a data right and so what what the other the other the, the biggest thing they're go, they're going to get with is they get they're going to know that i'm in my purpose so mm -hmm. they're going to be they're going to be around a purpose-driven man so they're like oh okay i know this guy he's got shit to do you know like mm -hmm. you know like he will give you his time he will give you his energy he's going to probably be your biggest cheerleader and whatever you want to do in life he's going to empower you to be your best self um i'm going to empower them to 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 you know choose if they don't you know either have partners or maybe they're getting rid of the old partners to choose you know better to choose men that are really going to serve and help them um that's what they're going to get from me they're going to get someone who actually understands the feminine um not uh from a space of perfection but from a from a masculine space of being able to give and serve um to really hear to really hear them you know um you know gabby kind of joked with you uh, on the last podcast about what that looked like physically and mentally but it's true you know like you, you said it yourself you can't half-ass serve you have to serve in all the ways that the woman needs sometimes sometimes it's emotional sometimes it's both um sometimes she you know she might need your direction in something you know and i'm i'm happy uh to give that um i think the other thing too is like authentically allowing the space for something to come forth where we can say let's grow this you know like i i feel that that comes naturally as you're relating you can't like force that out but um, I will say I'm definitely up for something like that. Um, you know, if, if, uh, you know, it happens authentically. Mm, okay. Now I respect that, man. That sounds like really dope. Um, another question I want to ask, like, 
you see you've been doing polyamory and coming into this for you know about seven years now um and understanding that you are solo poly admitting that to yourself um can you describe maybe briefly like how your relationships with women have changed like what they were like before you were solo poly and after and how the women in your life have grew you um in terms of your masculinity since becoming poly sure um so before in parts and in parts of the beginnings of poly um i didn't know the choice paradigm so i was um not that a man should not go after women but i was going after women energetically that didn't have any interest in me One second, Jay, for the audience, I, want to always, I always want to say when everybody brings up the choice paradigm, I always want to say that's trademark uh, material from the uh, Progressive Love School of Thought, where you can find out more about that. Go to progressivelove.com. All right, all right go ahead, my man. Yes, I want to piggyback off that. Um, and if you can't find it there, you can go into Psalms, and they'd be, uh, which is also part of uh, Progressive Love, and they'd be more than happy to break that down for you. So, that being said, um, I didn't understand um at least fully what it means to allow uh the woman to 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 choose you energetically um now how that actually is a repeated process she doesn't just choose you one time it's over and over again with her energy and as men if if you're not privy to that you're going to miss it and so that was that was kind of my root problem I, I i could never get pat i could never get further because i didn't understand that and so once i you know understood that um then i could kind of actually get the wheels turning and you know you know I, I, with the relationships i had um each one i i'd say i grew because uh i i there were there were parts of polyamory that i didn't know you know like i i I had to learn like oh my first partner uh you know taught me the value of just being consistent you know in in communication with each other um the second person I I uh related or you know dated or whatever kind of gave kind of evolved me in um emotional support um I didn't, you know, I, I I always felt I was a man, I could be there, but it's another thing when you're actually put to that test. Um, the third partner kind of had me go back to the first lesson again. Some lessons I feel you have to learn until you actually get, was learning if you're actually chosen. You know, I had to learn the hard way. I wasn't really chosen because of the behaviors that I was doing. And I was like, oh, I'm expecting this. But she's not really choosing me, and I didn't get it till till after I was already out of the relationship. Um, and then other things too, like just common common sense things that I think um, a lot of men may miss. Uh, being in the presence of a woman kind of forces you to step your game up in, in many areas of your life, like your hygiene, uh, how you care for your finances. Um, you know, you didn't maybe you're a guy who didn't think about his future. You better start thinking about a future, you know, because she is in some way wanting to be a part of that, you know. Um, and I'm not saying that I didn't think about a future, but it's it's something uh, 
that that get your kind of get your gears going you know um handling their their test you know women always test you um uh, if you're a uh, peace war we have a, a nice term for that but i won't say that on air uh, <laughs> um <laughs> but you know they test you and i think that's that's all type of relationships a woman's going to test you because she needs to see if you are if you are who you say you are you know and that's okay that's that's what they're supposed to do you know i i got over that quickly but um i think the biggest thing is was that difficult uh some i don't i i think difficult is the wrong word challenging it was a challenge at times right um because sometimes uh as you as you can attest to sometimes as a man you get hoodwinked you don't know that it's a storm but it's a storm and then you have to sit back and learn like oh okay i'm being tested again she's challenged me i thought things were okay and to some level that's the truth but really this is what's really going on there's a concern maybe oh something i need to change or do or improve you know i'm gonna I'm put you on something I'll, I'll say something that um really has helped me out which is i've kind of learned with most of my partners how to preemptively handle the storms like when i see them coming to be able to stand in my masculinity in a way that prevents the storm from going something that's like a three or four i can stop it from getting to like a, a an eight or nine right and, and the way i do that um, i don't want to get too technical because again this is stuff that people are going to have to research from the uh, progressive love school of thought but um or you can read nine expressions of love um, rakim seku did a really good job of breaking um what i'm about to say down in um in that book and it's understanding like the desires right of how women is showing up for you how i'm desiring them right and um he used to use these old archetypes um and this is the way that i kind of like keep it in my mind because it made more makes more sense to me um and i, and I see it as like you know like um and forgive me right Kim, if i'm like going back for your old old um adages or whatnot but there was like you know king desire uh warrior desire um guru and millionaire right and right, he, right he saw it as people as like when we saw these women the archetypes they would show up would be like they would show up as a queen a princess a fairy or a sorceress right and i find that by identifying first how your woman is showing up for you first which is you no know, if she's a princess if she's a queen whatever and then understanding the tactics that she's using to accomplish or to show up in that that main form so for example you could you you could have somebody who showing up for you as a queen but they're doing it in a very lover type of way so mm-hmm. it's like it's like they're so they're like a queen sorceress in a way you see what i'm saying right or they could be like a um a princess but they could be very much a fairy at the same time uh, with fairy tactics so they could show it up as you like a prince like a, like a princess fairy or something like that Right. Now, I understand most people may not understand what I'm what I just said right now, but you get what I'm saying. I understand. Yeah, and um, I found <laughs> I that really helped me to um, to manage the storms that like are coming up for the women that I that I deal with. It's not perfect, you know. Sometimes stuff still got to pop off, but it is a good right. way to get ahead of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, no. have, you, 
How you develop um, any technique like that to try to like, you know, study your women to like try to like avoid, not really avoid, but to um you know, head those things up when they when they show up. Yes. Um and I, even before um or even I would say even as I read the book, the first the first I had to read it a few times to kind of really get it but oh yeah um, we all did man Rakim Rock, went deep in that book <laughs> yeah like it, like like yeah. intuitively you know like some of it is intuitive so intuitively I could see that like oh well she said she chose or she felt she chose me this way but this is how she's showing up um so okay so that means XYZ could potentially happen from time to time because that's who is showing up now. That's because that's where she's at. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, then that's how we're rock. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of have, I kind of have that now. Um, lately, I haven't had, I, I, I'm not dating anyone right now, but um, as, as we move forward, that's definitely something that'll have me, uh, I'll have in the arsenal um just to be prepared and um like you said to be able to to navigate the storm because the storms are going to come that's just life <laughs> that's just dealing with the feminine that's their nature um if you if you're attracted to the feminine in that polarity as david data shared do you have to accept that uh there will be storms from time to time so I, I totally get what you're saying um, and, and yeah I have begun um, to kind of use to, to see when that happens to see who's who's showing up and how to meet them um, I think some of that too is um, as you as you probably done um, TM up level that's helped in navigating that storm too because it, they'll they'll uh, the ultimate expression is a bent so I mean um, that's one area I've, I, I feel I've done really well in because I let them just let it out, <laughs> say whatever, say whatever needs to be said. Don't take it personal, um, you know, and then support them however they need support and move on. Right. Um, right. It, it it works. Yeah. There's really no other way of doing. There's no better way that I found of doing that other than um, King and Stevenson's book um, Up Level. Like that, yes. that, that's it. Like if anybody who isn't on on up level, that's really something that you need to save your life, man. You want to, you want to keep your hair. You want to not go gray early. You want to. <laughs> I highly recommend everyone to get Kenneth K. Stevens' up level book uh, and to read it. If you, uh, it, 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 it'll save really change how you. Yeah, it'll really change how you, and it, not just romantic relationships, but all relationships across the board. Right. You know, it teaches how to deal with people. Right. Um. So last question I want to ask before we get off, we're running a little short on time here. Um, you mentioned that you're not dating anybody right now. As a solo poly man, um, how do you deal with that? Do you ever wonder that like, well, man, if I wasn't solo poly, then maybe I would have somebody or is that like, because to me, I look at that as kind of like a feast or famine type of thing. You know, I think all poly people go through that. But do you ever kind of wish that you were different or want to switch up um, when you're in these droughts? Well, right now for me, I just have a different focus. So that's that's what people don't 
forget too like what's what what's what's going on in a person's life i'm getting ready to move back to la so mm. that's kind of where all my energy is right now i can't really seriously relate i can't i can mess around we can all do that but i <laughs> right. i can't i can't um i can't give energy to a partner like in new york because i'm getting ready to move you know right. and, and long distance um i've tried that in the past and uh, it's not it's not the best thing it, it works because i'm usually um all in and that that's another thing i learned in my my journey my my uh human design that's also helped me immensely um but yeah um basically man yeah like i i i'm focused on moving back home so once i move back home then i then you know even as i'm getting to my purpose i'm still i'm still open to rocking um with anyone that wants to roll with me because i'll, I'll be settled there um you know again it's home and then you know i, I know i'll have the time to co- to commit to that um but yeah man when when you're not dating anyone you're not dating anyone I, you know you, you, to me it's always a time for self-reflection continued growth um and then when you're ready you, you jump in you know you jump in and um put yourself in a position i guess I say for, for the men, put yourself in a position to get chosen, and then you know, to you know, seek to understand the women who are choosing you. Um, if they, if there's someone who you want to to really be a part of what you're doing in your life. Facts, man. Yeah, that's really dope, man. I really appreciate you know you coming on and really dropping some dollars. You're you're the first solo poly person I've had and that's probably why I wanted to have you on like this is um because it's a different perspective on things you know and it's something that people don't really consider I feel like it's, it's the most stigmatized um versions of the poly <laughs> you know what I'm saying well what they don't you know I think a lot of people misunderstand is that um I'm I the solo poly person is the one who's gonna um enforce their freedom not on you or the world but to themselves um or their sovereignty you know like i think that's the biggest thing it's, it's less about having you know all these exploits or whatever because you're still polyamorous you still love people um it's just about doing it in a way that's truly authentic to you and truly expresses your sovereignty and autonomy in your autonomy you know, that's that's what's missed, I think. <laughs> right, right. Um, said by every solo polymist, you're missing the, the the autonomy. If you can see the autonomy, then you understand why. Like, oh, I get it. <laughs> Thank you, my man. I really appreciate you, you know, doing this and coming on with me. Like, this has been a really good conversation. And um, you brought a, a really dope perspective, you know, to the audience. And I feel like, you know, what you really, I can tell you really done a lot of work to understand women, understand yourself, and, and to upgrade your consciousness um, in a way that benefits not only you, but other people who choose to be involved with you. So I really commend you for that. You know, it's really dope. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate uh, you having me on. Of course, of course. You know, that's, that's what we do here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in. This has been another episode of Noble Relating. 
uh, to podcast of the new paradigm. Please tune in next week. You know, we are growing. We're in the, one of the fastest growing podcasts in the nation, um, especially when it comes to you know, black polyamory and, and consciousness. Uh, tell a friend, you know, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, videos coming soon. Don't forget. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings.